Welcome to a very special edition of The Move. We're calling this Move Plus because sometimes we realize when we do The Move, we do JB Squared, there's other bits of information that people want. And we also went on socials and, and asked what people want more of. And Spencer Martin, who's joining me here today, I'm JB Hager, by the way. Uh, Spencer, people like you a lot. They want more of you because you're you're kind of a, a, a mathematician of the sport in a way, right? You bring up a lot of data, a lot of information. You do a lot of tr trend searching and digging, which people dig, right? Well, so, I'm, I'm glad they like me, but I, the numbers just come to me. I'm not trying to do this. I can't help it. It's, it's stuck in my head. <laughs> are you like uh are you like goodwill hunting you just see it and you see it differently on the chalkboard <laughs> i i see it the only way i see it but i guess you could you could argue that all right for the sake of time also we realize you may have listened to two lengthy shows today we're going to keep this very tight very short and jump right in spencer let's take a look at what your podium outlook is after nine stages and going into the first rest day I mean, obviously, Jonas Vindegaard leading the race ahead of Tadej Pogacar, 17 seconds ahead. Jai Henley is two minutes and 40 seconds back behind Vindegaard. We'll talk about that in a second. But if we just zero in on the Vindegaard-Pogacar duel for the win, if we just go back to something you said, JB, this morning on the move, you said, I think Lance was, you know, was rightly saying, well, this lead is melting away from Vindegaard. Pogacar looks like he has the, the momentum. He's going to just... He's going to bleed Vinegar dry, beat him in the time trial. That's a completely understandable way to think about this. But I went back and looked, and, and you said in the episode this morning, Vinegar would need a minute or so going into the final time trial to feel good about beating Pogacar. I went back and went into it. I think you'd be surprised to hear Tadej Pogacar has never beaten Jonas Vinegar in a third week Tour de France time trial. Hmm. So I guess just going by that, you could presuppose that Vindegaard is actually the better third week time trialist in the tour. And then the onus is on Pogacar to take time. You know, if we go back to last year, Pogacar is leading the race going into the first rest day by 39 seconds over Vindegaard. Obviously Pogacar didn't win that race. Vindegaard ate up that time and then some in the second and third week. Year before that, Pogacar has a five and a half minute lead on Vindegaard going into the first rest day. Year before that, Roglic has a... 44 second lead on Pogacar going to the first rest day. And if you remember the, the narrative, then it was, well, this is over. Roglic has this race. No one can challenge him. A lot of those were wrong. Like basically I'm trying to say a lot changes between the first rest day and the end of the race. And the fact that Vindegaard is not only leading, but he swung the difference between him and Pogacar by almost a minute in his favor over the course of the first week. If you just take out like the emotional aspect of the fact that he was you know, kind of slightly distanced, you could say dropped on the last two summit finishes. I'd say that's a pretty dang good first week for Jonas Vindegaard. And to be going into the first rest day with a lead into terrain that suits him better than this terrain in the opening week, you know, he likes the longer alpine climbs. He's a lighter rider. The longer you're on a climb, the lighter you are, the better it is. He tends to produce pretty well at high altitude. We're going to get into some higher altitude climbs in the Alps and we were in the Pyrenees and the Massive Central. So I'd feel pretty dang good about this if I was Jonas Vindegaard is the thesis of my statement. Wow. Okay. 
I won't drill down too deep on that. You made a good point and covered it all. Let's jump to the third podium spot. Jai Henley's in very, very good shape after the first week. Yeah, and it's on our topic of of leaking time, like Jai Henley lost. You know, I'm just looking at the numbers today. He finished, you know, a little bit over a minute behind Pogacar. But the real, like, I think Jai Henley does not care. Uh, not to say he doesn't care, but the the first two are who they are. If they if something happens and he wins, that's fantastic. But he's really racing for that third spot, the the final podium spot. So he cares about Simon Yates, Tom Pickcock, Carlos Rodriguez, Adam Yates. You know, he got dropped today pretty far from the finish on a steep finish. Didn't lose that much time. He's like 23 <laughs> seconds behind Simon Yates, a little bit closer, uh, 11 seconds behind Adam Yates. So pretty good day to limit that. But the big thing about Jai Hindley is that bucket of time he took back on stage five, which means even though he's leaking time the same way Vinegard is, and Vinegard also took time on that same day, he's got a huge cushion. You know, he's still almost two minutes ahead of fourth. Carlos Rodriguez over two minutes ahead of Simon Yates, who looks, frankly, the strongest of of the rest. I would be concerned about him for the podium if I was fighting for the podium. But a real just... And Tom Pickock also looks good. I thought that was interesting today that he dropped his teammate, Carlos Rodriguez. I don't think he should have waited for him on a pitch that steep. Just go. You know, neither of you are favorites for the win. Just get to the finish as fast as you can. Let's figure it out later. But Pickock could be interesting. The one I'm really curious about, Sepp Kuss. You know, he's six minutes, 45 seconds down, but he's only, you know, just over four minutes behind Jai Henley. He's less than that behind the rest of those guys like Rodriguez and the Yates brothers. But the thing about Sepp Kuss, like you guys were mentioning it in the move, they're clearly keeping him up there. He's pulling off, not getting drops, finishing as hard as he can. There's something cooking over at Yumbo. Like they're going to send him into a move similar to how Henley got in that move. And if that works, it's A, going to put a ton of pressure on UAE and Pagachar. And if they can't bring it back, he's going to get a huge chunk of time, you know, enough to potentially finish on the podium. The thing working against Koos is at some point, does he have to sell out and really sacrifice everything for Vindegaard? And he's terrible at time trialing. I mean, like, he'd probably beat us in a time trial, but relative to the rest of these guys, like Rodriguez and the Yateses and Pickcock and Gadu. He's probably the worst time trialist of that bucket of riders. So that's what I would worry about there. But just keep an eye on him. There, there's something odd going on in a good way at Yumbo. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll let it go. Our very first move plus. Great job, Spencer. It's always good to hear from you. And you're coming back up here to Aspen and, and what next week? Yeah, I think like into next week and maybe through the weekend, I might be appearing on the move. Uh, I'll at least be around. So I'm excited to see you in person again, JB. If you are around, (laughs) yes, we will get some beers at Public House for sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in to everybody to the Move Plus. Thank you, Spencer. Well, thanks for having me. And I hope everyone enjoyed that little info dump. (laughs) 